0: You are now listening to the Whip Cream Podcast with Bianca Harris and Chantel Chapman. Hey, guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's Bianca and Chantel. And sorry we missed you guys last week, but Chantel was moving and I was stuck in a hurricane. So (laughs) we did not record, to say the least. Yeah, so So, sorry. So maybe we'll start with our check-in. You go first.
1: Do I have to? I feel like I always go first.
0: Okay, fine. I'll go first. (laughs) You do, because I'm always like, you go first. (laughs)
1: Fall- um, I'm really calling you out on this bullshit.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like in work mode right now. So I don't have that much of a check in. I've been meditating every day. My back is fucking killing me. So I'm trying to work through that and go to acupuncture and take care of it. Um, I just got back from Florida. We'll talk about that more. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Thing- things are like even keeled right now. So I don't have a very exciting check in to give. But you sort of do. You're just holding it back for the rest of the episode. Yeah. 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 But I mean, like, day-to-day stuff, I don't have anything crazy at the moment. Okay. Well, yeah,
1: I mean, I feel the same way. I just arrived back in Vancouver. Um, I drove a car across the country with my mom. We'll talk a little bit about that. And uh, it's so good to be back in Vancouver um, near the mountains and oceans. I really, really realize like how much nature feeds my soul. So it's good. Um, I think one of our guests, Brie, said contrast for clarity. You know, when you experience something that's not necessarily, doesn't necessarily work out to be exactly what you thought it would be, It can give you some like contrast that gives you clarity so that's kind of how I feel about like
0: moving from east coast to west coast okay well that was a way better and deeper check-in than mine (laughs) (laughs) no but I love that though because it's like maybe sometimes I don't know if you felt like this but maybe sometimes like you take for granted where you live because you're just so used to it and then when you go somewhere else you're like oh just kidding love it
1: I know it's so (laughs) true I I actually took a photo yesterday. I went for a hike in the forest. And on this hike, like you peer through the trees and you see the view of the ocean. It's just like stunning. And I was going to post a photo on Instagram and be like, I hope you fucking appreciate this people that live in Vancouver. Because I never did when I lived here all the time. I was like, yeah, it's a pretty city. But my God, I swear, like when I was driving into the city after my road trip back, I just started like bawling my eyes out. Good. Beauty of it. Yeah. It's wow. so beautiful. So wow. beautiful. That's something I think that comes with meditation. Like when you meditate, you really start having this like deep appreciation for the beauty of the universe. Like yeah. you look at a flower and you're like mind blown.
0: Like, totally. how
1: are you so fucking perfect? This flower. I went to
0: I went to just like a big open field park before I left and I had this whole like yoga practice that I was going to do and like meditation and I couldn't do it because I laid down my mat and I was just watching the birds. So there was like I don't even know what kind of birds they were because I could they were so high up I couldn't figure it out, but there was like 40 of them. And at first I was like what's happening? Like did something die? Why are the birds all like flying around so like they're they- it's flying around like crazy. And then I laid there for like maybe two hours, literally just staring at these fucking birds playing like music. And I was like, Oh, they're not doing anything <laughs> 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 They're just birds. They're just, birds. They're just fucking birds. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's so corny and true. I was just I just laid there and stared at them literally for two hours and I was like Oh, this is there's so beautiful and so
1: Yeah, there's a lot in what you said. Like they're not doing anything, they're just being like that's a yeah. big thing for like us humans that live in this society like we're always so focused on doing that we forget about just
0: being I love that quote I used to have it on my Instagram bio actually and it was uh, human being not human doing and it was one of my favorites for the oh, longest time good
1: and then also another thing that I thought of when you were talking is like prior to my meditation practice. And when I was like really plugged into the the world of consumerism, I would get bored so easily. So like I'd constantly be like having to entertain myself because boredom was just not something that I should experience. But like I noticed like after doing all this work, like I'm never bored. I can lie and look at these birds for an hour and not be bored.
0: Yeah, that's such a great point. Yeah. Yeah. I was, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was thinking about boredom yesterday and I had like, I think it was later at night and I was just like, oh, I feel kind of bored. And then I was like, no, that, you know, better than that. There's like so many things you could either be doing or not doing at this moment. (laughs) But the boredom, I think it just, it's like, it was a feeling that I hadn't felt in such a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what, boredom really is
1: i don't know i think it's like a luxury like you're bored lucky (laughs) oh yeah you look at it as like a bad thing like it's bad to be bored well boredom is maybe like whoa you get a moment to like slow down and like really look around it's what's happening
0: yeah good point i like that a lot so chantelle and i had like a pre-catch-up phone call yesterday and We were talking about our experiences, um, mine in Florida, and then Sean's moving back and driving home to Vancouver from Toronto. And there was a quote that I sent you. I don't know, maybe a week ago, maybe even before you left, which was weird because it just—I mean, I send you shit all the time, but this one specifically really spoke to me. Yeah. And then, um, on our call yesterday, you got it. Day two of your road trip.
1: Yeah, I I specifically remember the day. The day I
0: received it and where I was, because it was that impactful. Okay, so I'm gonna read it now, and this is from the Instagram at Led by Heart. Just so you guys know, it's not our quote. Um, So it starts off: "Forgive your parents. They too had a childhood they didn't heal from. They didn't know what they were doing to you because they didn't get to experience unconditional love. Don't try to change them." Now that you're aware, break the cycle. And it sounds so simple, but it's so fucking real. I don't know. Do you want to start?: No, I think you should. Okay, so <laughs> this when I first read this, I think I sent it to you specifically because I knew you were driving with your mom, but I also made me think of just like a few years ago when I had some really like just difficult conversations with both of my parents. Yeah, it was definitely both of them because I was harboring so much like resentment and anger for, you know, your childhood. That's the shit that we all hate our parents for. Like, why did you fuck me up? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it made me think back to those times. And I remember having these conversations with them and getting a lot of shit out, like my resentments and forgiving them for a lot of things. And it was so healing. I can't even remember what it was that I said to them, but I do remember having the conversations and they were not easy to have. Like I remember like shaking on the phone with my dad when I had to say What I needed to say to him. Yeah. I told you that before.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But
0: the quote made me think of that period in my life. But then it also made me think of now, because I was like, I had these really hard conversations and let go of a lot of baggage. But then it was like, as soon as that happened, I just kind of went back to like day to day life and didn't think that I had to continue that kind of dialogue. It's like, you're like, okay, fix the problem. Let's go back to how we always are. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. So I thought of that when I read it. And then I, I mean, for me and my mom, we have a much better relationship now and, you're, and there's much more open communication, but with me and my dad, so not because number one, he doesn't live here. And number two, there's just, there's still stuff there. And I don't even know what it is to be told. Like I've, I've really sat down and thought about it. I'm like, I don't even know what the stuff is necessarily. Um, so when I went to visit him this time, I was just like, I, I kind of went into it with more of a prepared mind and like more boundaries than I would generally have. Okay, so I'll give I'll give the listeners a little bit of context. Uh, I went to visit my dad last, was it January um, of last year for Christmas? And it was just a really traumatic interaction. Um, we went on like a little trip together and he just like, my dad has been sober for, I don't even know, like over 20 years. And we went on this trip and he just started drinking and acting like crazy. And it really like, it angered me, saddened me. It it was every emotion that I could feel. And it was super traumatic. And I spoke to Chantel when I got back from it. And I was just not in a good place. It was like, I was in a dark place about it because he also ended up going into the hospital during this trip. So it's like, I couldn't communicate with him about what I was feeling during the trip. Because he was also in the hospital, so I wasn't gonna use that opportunity to like unleash all my emotional baggage to someone who was like not well. So I kind of came back and dealt with all my shit on my own, and we still spoke or whatever. But there's definitely there was definitely still like a strain on our relationship in terms of like we spoke we still speak all the time, but it's a little it's a lot more surface, I guess you would say, than it was because there's things that are not being acknowledged from the trip. You know, you kind of just shove things under the rug. And you both know that you've done that. So it creates that kind of wall. Um, so when I went, I, I had kept avoiding going to see, my, I usually go see my dad like maybe every six months. So I was avoiding going this trip because I was like, I just don't want to deal with the shit. And like, I went for way too long last time. I'm never doing that to myself again. Like oh, so many emotions, but I was like, I'm just going to go. Sorry, I'm ranting a bit here, but I'm trying to get it all out. Um. But so I I meditated a lot about it before I went. And then I was just like, you know what? This is a human being. He's made a lot of mistakes. He's not doing even one sliver of the work that you're doing. You can't expect him to be the one to change. You just can't. In that, though, I want to be really clear when I say this to our audience like, I also have to create my own boundaries. Like, even though I'm gonna forgive you, it doesn't mean you're gonna walk all over me and be allowed to behave the way you did during that other trip. So, I went into it very much with that mindset of, like, I'm just gonna like forgive and let it go. And when he irritates me, or when I, when it's not, I can't, I don't wanna say that it's him irritating me. If somebody does something and something, it triggers something inside of you, which makes you irritated. So, you really irritate yourself. I was like, when I get annoyed or something, I'm just gonna like breathe through it. And it was such a peaceful trip the first time because I just didn't allow it to get to me now in reflecting on our conversation yesterday Sean I was also like you know what I also do need to have another conversation with my dad about that trip like I need to like kind of get into it with him and like we don't have to it doesn't have to be a big blowout but I do want to have a conversation with him about why he kind of like went off the deep end and like all of that stuff because I want to know what was there
1: Well, I think now you have like some more information to do that conversation from a more wise place. Yeah. Now that has a little bit more empathy for the human that he is. And as I was talking and listening to you talk about like, you know, like I really surrendered, I allowed him to be, but I also had my boundaries. And I just kind of kept thinking about the serenity prayer. And if any of you guys have ever been to um, any sort of recovery meeting, you might have heard the serenity prayer. And that is um, universe grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference.
0: Yeah, totally. Totally, totally, totally. That's how kind of how I felt. Like, I just felt like, you know, I think that, like, especially our parents obviously pay a huge role in who we are into your adulthood, whether you want to believe that or accept it or not. So so like, I need to, this has been a very tumultuous relationship and I love my dad. Like I've told you this before, like as amazing as he is, his shadow side is also just, it's just as dark. So it's like his highs and his lows meet each other. That makes sense. Like he's such an amazing, powerful presence, but it comes with the price. And I was like, I just need to come to terms with who he is. And who I want to be in relation to him
1: yeah, do you I was just kind of thinking about when you said his shadow side, do you think that sometimes like we resent our parents' shadow side so much because it is familiar to our own shadow side
0: oh of course, I was thinking about that this trip too i 'm like, no wonder I hate these parts of you because I fucking hate them in me, and i 'm like I hate, <laughs> and then when i when I acknowledge that i 'm like, I also resent you for giving me these fucking parts, so it 's like but i 'm also like. Our personalities are so similar and my presence is very similar to his. So it's like, I have to thank you for that part too. It's really difficult. It's like this push and pull, right?
1: Well, and I think it's like what you said, like um, he, yeah, maybe he passed those parts on from you, but he didn't create those parts. He learned those parts from someone else too. You, your your um, control lies within you breaking the pattern within yourself, not changing him.
0: Love that. I love it. And it's so true. I was thinking about, well, what you just said made me think, and I was thinking about this as well, what Sukdev said on our Women's Worker podcast. If you guys have not listened to that yet, you have to. It's un- incredible. But she was like, I was put here to break these generational traumas in my family. Like That's why I was put here, and I know that is my purpose. And I was thinking about that as I was there. I was like, this is something that's gone... That, this is something that has um been in my family especially on my dad's side way before he was even born. Yeah. So I really feel the same way. I really do because I was like no one had the no one that I've spoken to in my family has the awareness to start breaking these cycles now. So
1: Wow, that's so beautiful. That's so yeah. good.
0: I think it's also hard. I think it's also like good for us to have this conversation too, because it's like nobody has these conversations about forgiving your parents. And I tell that to people that I'm talking to all the time, like friends of mine that talking about, you know, shit that their parents have done to them growing up. And we've all had that to varying degrees.
1: I agree. And, you know, like both of our moms listen to this podcast. They're probably our number one fan. (laughs) And, you know, like I'm a little like hesitant to talk about this because my mom's going to be listening and, you know, I don't, like, I never want my mom to think that, like, she did all this stuff to cause me trauma, but it's, like, the reality is, and Dr. Gabor Mate says this, if you have parents, you have trauma. Yes. If your parents have parents, they have trauma. And it goes on and on and on. So, you know, things just happen that creates some trauma, and, and you know, I don't think our parents should take on this, like, deep level of shame. About you know what they did with all they knew how to do in that time, you know, and that's kind of that is the forgiveness piece. They were doing the best they could with what they had in that time.
0: Yeah, right? totally. Yeah. I was having a conversation with my cousin, um, and it made me think about this again, like just a day before I left. And she has two small kids, and we were talking about me. Like she was just talking about motherhood and what what that's like, and she's like, sometimes I just freak the fuck out on my kids. And she's like, I had to like, she's like, I had a really bad one last week where I lost it. Like I knew it was over overboard compared to what the, what the, um, occurrence was, I guess, Uh, like whatever he did. And she's like, I freaked the fuck out. And she's like, I had to sit down with him and tell him like, you know, mommy has bad days too. I'm exhausted, all of that stuff. And I was like, she's like, because my kids only look at me like a parent. And that means they only look at you as being perfect. Yeah. And I'm like, but here's the point that here's the point that you need to really tune into is that if you don't humanize yourself, he has no reason to think anything else. Yeah. Exactly. So you telling him that is exactly what you should be doing over and over and over. Because we don't look at our parents like humans. We look at them as like, you're God, you're perfect. And yeah. anything you fuck up, I'm never going to forget.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've, we've, we've made our parents our higher power. We rely on them. Totally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow, what a deep fucking... Because it's just... Yeah, there's so many layers to this. And like there's only a specific perspective we can speak from because we don't have kids, but even just hearing mothers talk about this is is like there's just so many layers to it. And I'm only starting to really want to even accept that in my adulthood.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know. There are a lot of layers, but I just I love that quote about, you know, just really like being empathetic to our parents. Um and I just I just spent um five days on a road trip with my mom. Um, which is like one way to really bond to be in the car like 10 hours every day together. And it's funny because Bianca sent me that message. And um I, you know, I I have some like some trauma from my childhood that I, I've been working through. And my mom and I um have kind of talked about it, but more on like a bit of a superficial level. And I, I did kind of notice, and I was noticing when I was like with my mom and just like kind of doing some like self-exploration and some moral inventory on like where I was at and my feelings, um, is that when we do like deep trauma healing work, um, we can tend to focus on like the moments that are really painful in our childhood. And we almost, like, in a way, we, like, elevate those moments. Like, I'm this because of that moment. And I was kind of thinking about how, like, because we have so much focus on those moments, it takes away from, like, all of the good moments. And we tend to kind of forget about those. So it was really interesting to um, be in the car with my mom and to just, like, hear my mom tell me some things that she did as a mother when I was young. So we were just kind of talking about the past and she was talking about how, you know, she, do you remember the pool I used to take you to every day? Or do you remember this friend and I took you over for dinner here and we did this. And she was reminding me of like these small moments that, you know, don't stand out as important. But what I got from that is like, wow, like, you were really trying hard to do all these things as a mother, so I felt good and I felt happy. And they showed up in these small moments that seem like insignificant, but when I look back at them, I'm like, wow, I really see like how hard you were really trying and you were doing the best you could. And I can see your intention in those simple moments. You know, this simple moment of taking me to the pool, the simple moment of like cooking me food for me and my friends, you know. It, it, through those moments, there's like I see the true intention. Through the moments of trauma, um, when I really look at it, I see it, it's not so much the intention I'm focusing on. I'm focusing on like what was the outcome of whatever happened in that moment. But if even if I go back to what was the intention. It's still the good intention there for like my safety making me feel loved. She just didn't really maybe know how to handle it in the moment, right? do you know what I'm saying?
0: totally no, i'm so i'm like i'm just i I think you hit it like on the nose or on the money or whatever they say because I think that like I mean we should always just assume i mean even if you're lying to yourself at some at some in some moments, just assume that they're atten- intent was good, but they maybe didn't know how to roll it out. They didn't have the best rollout plan, maybe. But assume they were doing it for your own good, even though it might've been in a really fucked up way.
1: Yeah. And that's something that like, cause you know, I just, within my own healing path, like it was like, there's this journey of like, okay, what happened? What, what, how did that make me feel? Right. And I'm like exploring that but now I'm at a point where I'm like, let's look at the overall intention here and let's like move to this place of post-traumatic growth to understand like, what was, what did I receive out of this? What were the lessons? But then go deeper and like through the lens of empathy and um, going back to the intention. And I was coaching a client actually last week and her mom was like on her about her financial situation. Like, really nagging her and kind of doing it in a way that doesn't feel very loving. And um, so, it, we spent some time just reviewing her mom's intention. If anyone's going to nag you about your financial situation, do you think they're doing it because they have bad intentions for you? No, they're doing it because they care about your well being. It's just sometimes the delivery is not very informed, right?
0: Yeah. Totally. So
1: like, how can I focus on the intention and just be like, okay, you know what, like noted, noted that I don't want to have a delivery like this, if I'm ever in this situation, and that's how I'm going to break the cycle. That's how I'm going to break the pattern. Totally. And that's, that's going back to the serenity prayer. What are the things I can't change? Let those go. What are the things that I can change? Have the courage to be different, right? Totally. You know, what's so interesting is I did ayahuasca two years ago, and when I did ayahuasca, I had this vision, um, and I'm, I'm starting to understand the vision so much more now that I'm doing all this work. Um, I had this vision of my mom, and she was pregnant with me, so it was like I was like seeing her from the outside and she was carrying me in her stomach and my mom had me um my mom had like a really hard go and she's just like the most like brave courageous woman i know and she had just lost her sister she was 18 years old and she got pregnant with me so when i was born she was she was grieving her sister and um It was incredibly hard time for her and then to have a baby and my father wasn't around. So there was like a lot, imagine going through that when you were like, just turned 19 years old.
0: Can I just say, first of all, and I said this to you before, do you know what I was like when I was 19? A fucking (laughs) lunatic. Okay. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Can
1: you imagine like dealing with something so traumatic, then having a child? And, you know, so like my mom did an amazing job. Like she did an incredible job with what she had, you know, and I, I really celebrate her for that. But this vision that I had when I did the ayahuasca is that I saw her carrying me and she was like, she was like hiking through this very dangerous river and she was like, it's so, it was just like danger all around her. And she didn't know if she could survive. And then I saw her put her hands on her stomach. It was like, I'm doing this for this baby. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And it was like, in that moment, I was like, Wow. She just did the best with what she had, you know? And so when like, I'm in those moments with her where I'm like, oh, I wish things were this way or that way. It's like coming back to that place of what was the
0: intention? Unbelievable, Sean. Thanks
1: for attending my TED talk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so amazing! No, I just I'm watching you here because we're we're on a, a video call, and I'm just like seeing you really realize that, and like I know what that feels like, and it's a lot to take in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think what's so amazing about what you're describing is that you could be sitting in that car the entire time, not coming to this. You could have been Judge Judy the entire time. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure you were at, at points, we all are. Yeah. But there comes a moment where you almost have to just let that shit go. Yeah. And start coming into in, in, creating that space where you can get in tune to like what it was like for the other person. Yeah.
1: And when I think that way, I'm like, holy shit, she did a way better job than I could have done. (laughs) So
0: totally. Totally.
1: Yeah. And that that is freedom. What that's freedom for me. That's freedom from like, you know, some of the behaviors that I picked up around the suffering around, you know, some of the things that happened.
0: Yeah. No, I get it. Totally. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, Also, sorry, what were you? Yes. I don't know. Tell me.
1: Okay. Also, um, interesting thing about like our parents having their own history. um, I think we really need to bring into the conversation like epigenetics and generational trauma, right? Because like we carry stuff that we're like, oh, I've got trauma because of my childhood. Like there's shit there that is impacting us that didn't even come up in our childhood. It was like way before,
0: right? Oh, for sure.
1: So, so that's something to keep in mind too. And then, our, then that's layered on with what our parents' generational trauma is. And so it's like, I just want to pull, I want to get away from the like blame game of trauma because it's not about that, you know? And I think we all heal when we can move away from the blame game and the shame around it.
0: Yeah, you're healing just within the forgiveness totally totally I think I think I mean even we, we both we all do it it's like you get so focused on like what the issues were and wanting to fix them that you're missing the you're missing a whole other piece, a yeah. really big piece, yeah. and it's like the compassion and the forgiveness and the responsibility for your own life because you can stay stuck in that story if you want to. no one is making you change yeah
1: exactly
0: you know, but I think there's a big piece of that you're like I, i'm I, I'm talking just about what you're telling me right now, but like you're being responsible for who you are and what, what energy you want to create in the world by doing that. You okay. may not even know that in the moment, but you are because it's like you could stay stuck in the I hate my mom story and she didn't do anything fucking right. We all can.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: But you have to start coming to the point where you're like, I'm going to be responsible for my energy. And in doing that, it's like that whole other piece of... Cutting out the blame and all of all of the stuff that we yeah, do.
1: Exactly, and I think um, so. I want to tell you a story about generational trauma, which is just kind of an interesting story. Um, but I do want to say, like, the reason why Bianca and I are having this podcast episode is because so much of the stuff that isn't working in our lives is connected to healing this stuff. Like when I'm working with people with money it's typically like this trauma from childhood or generational trauma that's impacting them. It's like a belief system and a script that they've developed that makes them feel disconnected. Right? Okay. So, but interesting story about generational trauma. So um, I, I think I mentioned on one of the past podcast episodes that I have reoccurring dreams about home invasions. Bianca, I know we've talked about this. Oh my God, I don't know
0: where I'm like, I'm so paranoid. But anyways, yes.
1: So I've been having them since I was a kid. And when I was on this drive with my mom, I'm like, mom, did we ever like have a home invasion? She's like, no, not that I can think of. And um, so I was like, it's so weird. I keep having these like dreams about home invasions. And then the next day, I'm not kidding you this, I'm not kidding you, the next day, My grandma was telling me this story about her mother. So my great grandmother, when she was a child, she used to live in Nelson. And, um, there was this group of people that would constantly invade their house and steal their food. And it would happen all the time. And she was like, so afraid. I think these people were just like nomads, like, roaming around and they would break in, and steal the food. And the way they got them to stop breaking in is her dad told them, don't come near." Next time they tried to break in. My whole family has measles and measles oh. were like really, really, really rampant back then. And people were afraid of dying from measles. So they stopped breaking in. And I was like, oh my God, that's so crazy because I keep having these recurring nightmares of home invasions. She's like, yeah, your great grandmother like had like was pretty shaken up her whole life over this.
0: Well, what you're talking about right now is like when something isn't healed, it doesn't stop going away. It gets passed on to another energy source you, yeah. and it's something for you to now heal or let go of. So it's like yeah. things just get passed on that weren't um kind of like dealt with from the past to yeah. us or and to whoever. It's exactly. just like energy shifting.
1: Exactly. And also because that that is in my energy field, um, I feel like I've been more susceptible to having experiences like that, like an invasion of my space. Yeah. invasion of my safe space and I've had multiple traumatic experiences that feel like that. One of one. them is I had this guy who would stand outside of my apartment window and he would masturbate. And one time he buzzed my building and I was living with a brunette roommate at the time and he's like is the blonde in unit one there? I'm like, who is this? And then he's like I'm gonna fucking rape you like saying this crazy oh. stuff to me and i was terrified and it felt like my nightmares and i was just like wow this is it's interesting because that that was in my like energetic space
0: yeah and then what you keep thinking about or dreaming about or is on the mind manifests into real life it really does like this is scientific you know it starts becoming a reality
1: yeah. So kind of lots of awareness happened over the last couple weeks. If you guys, you know, you guys think you want to go to like a retreat to heal? Nah, go hang out with your family. <laughs>
0: <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. I think that we're so like conditioned and it's so cool and trendy now to just be like, go to yoga class or like self-care yourself to death in your room alone. But it's like, that's not where the fucking healing happens, honey. It's where all <laughs> the hard stuff is happening. It's where you're <laughs> yeah. going to heal. Where all the shit that you don't want to do. <laughs>
1: I, feel you like, know. I think i have a business idea for us for our retreat we should host like basically like mock thanksgiving dinners <laughs>
0: oh my god no one will come
1: <laughs> <It's bad. laughs> we just have like therapists on right there
0: <laughs> on site hello hi oh sorry i thought you cut out yeah you got it right on though man it's yeah. just so funny that we both kind of like dealt with that not dealt with but like had this had these similar experiences during the same time and yeah the parent conversation is definitely not coming to an end i would love to get like some guests on to talk about the oh, same thing
1: absolutely well the reason why bianca is because the universe supports this <laughs> podcast
0: <laughs> coming to you by
1: <laughs> universe today's sponsor is the universe constantly providing us with content
0: Oh yeah. Lord have mercy. All right. So I think, I think we'll kind of wrap it up soon, but we, Chantal and I were talking and we thought we would do some like recos at the end of our episodes when we do just, you know, talking to you and I. Um, so I think what would be perfect. I mean, my reco, we talked about this because I just listened to him on a podcast recently. Um, is a book called, uh, it didn't start with you. And I know you've read it, right?
1: Yeah, maybe Bianca. That was my recommendation. Oops. <laughs> Well, let's just recommend one book. It's a decision.
0: And it's by Mark, how do you say his last name, Woolen? Yeah. And um, the subtext is how inherited family trauma shapes who you are and how to end the cycle. Because that's what we all really want to know. Like we didn't talk about that much here because I don't want to talk about that because I don't know how to end it for myself necessarily yet. So um, really great read. I heard him on a podcast. I can't even remember which one recently. And I was just like, holy shit. I, I literally had to stop the podcast. I think it was only an hour. And I had to stop it like every 20 minutes just to absorb everything he was saying. And I, it's like, I knew about these concepts. But when you hear it from like a scientific standpoint, you're like, oh my God.
1: Yeah, really interesting. And if you want to dig a little deeper into epigenetics, so epigenetics is like the study of this generational trauma. Um, just Google Bruce Lipton.
0: Yeah, I'm going to write that down too.
1: Or Joe Dispenza, who we mentioned his book on another podcast. He talks a lot about epigenetics.
0: And then just follow him on Instagram in general to really like. Oh shit! His Instagram. why me and Chantel. Oh yeah, to understand why me and Chantel literally are obsessed with meditation and talk about it constantly on every show. He will break it down what it's into your fucking brain, your nervous system, all all of the issues and the tissues stuff. Yeah, exactly. He's amazing. I love watching his like clips and stuff anyways motherfuckers
1: (laughs) that's that's really interesting cursing language that you're using for like family trauma
0: (laughs) i knew you were gonna say that i knew you were gonna say that and that's exactly why i did it (laughs) hello to all the mothers and fathers out there listening had to ratchet it up didn't i
1: uh, That whole part of you is my mom's favorite part of the podcast.
0: (laughs) Every time you message me saying your mom's laughing about my swearing, I'm like, oh, I'm so happy. (laughs) I can't even edit it. I'm so revolted. Anyway, (laughs) thank you guys so much for listening.
1: Thanks for listening. So as a money coach, I always talk about the exchange of energy. You guys just listen to this dope episode for free. So don't be cheap. Make a deposit into your Karma Bank account and review and subscribe to this podcast.